is the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast, telling the story of Kosciuszko County through the eyes of those who have been here lifetimes and those who have just arrived. The mission of Clearly Kosciuszko is to craft a sense of place and pull all corners of our county together. The story of our community is ever unfolding and needs you. Each month, we'll talk with those involved in our community and invite listeners to play, learn, and grow alongside us. Now, the latest edition of the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast with your host, Jody Claypool and Ryan Martin. Welcome back to another Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast. I'm Ryan Martin, co-hosting with me as always, Mr. Jody Claypool, JC Innovations. Jody, how are you today? Doing well, how are you doing, sir? I, I'm living the dream. It is harvest season, harvest wrapping up across the, uh, the countryside. And boy, I tell you what. It has been a dry, dry, dry past couple of weeks and months here. So, uh, honestly, once harvest is done, I think there's a lot of folks that are be hoping for rain to replenish our resources around here. Yeah, I, I know that the uh, last week in Tippy River Adventures, you and I were staring down at the river, mm-hmm. and I actually thought to myself, well, maybe we'll turn this into a hiking trail. Correct. Yeah, or, you know, ATVs. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so there's there's a there's a little bit of water being down around the area here, but uh, we're not going to be talking about that today. Here, we're going to be talking about uh, other happening things here in Kosciuszko County on this beautiful fall day. Uh, so we thank you for joining us here on the Clearly Kosciuszko podcast, and we'll get right to it. Jody, who do we have here today? We have Abby McLaren. She's the owner of Ledgeview Brewing. Um, and for those of you who haven't been over there, I've been mm-hmm. over there a handful of times mm-hmm. by, myself, and it is phenomenal. It is phenomenal. They got good microbrew. They got phenomenal food. It's a great atmosphere, uh, but it's uh, tucked away. Yeah, for I was going to say who aren't you, you wouldn't know it's there if yeah. you just drive past, in, unless if you're looking for it. Yes, um, right, right, right. Well, typically when people are on that side of town, they're on Old Thirty. It's Business Thirty. They pass what was. For those people who've been around town for the last 10 years, used to be like a Kmart or something, and then became like a storage building for Zimmer, there's this little road Mm -hmm. right past the Penguin Point Mm -hmm. on the left, and you go back there, and I forget what the name of it was, but it was like a rib place there for a while, and now it's Ledgeview Brain Company. Well, and, And I will date myself. You mentioned the Kmart. Back in the day, it was a store called 3D. I mean, we're going way back in the day. Uh, 3D was out there. Yeah, there was actually a store by that name. Big. I can I can picture the sign right now. It was all neon. Uh, it was really really cool. Was it sign signs anyway. or furniture? Or? It was a department store. 3D had everything. Think of it as a Big Lots when it meets Kmart. I heard oh. actually that it was a Big Lots at some. Yeah, point. it was a Big Lots, but before then, 3D. So it was Big Lots. Big Lots left. Now Big Lots is coming back uh, right yes uh, really? a completely different topic for the clearly kosciuszko <laughs> podcast but let's talk ledgeview brewing yeah uh talk give us the rundown we've talked about it's tucked back it's hidden let's talk about why ledgeview is here so ledgeview is here because i'm originally from goshen mm-hmm. indiana which is just north of here about 30 minutes in elkhart county um but after going to university i went to indiana university got my bachelor's in telecommunications Ooh. audio and Sorry. video production <laughs> i worked in radio so this is this is fun for me um but then i thought i wanted to combine it with a culinary degree okay. so i went out to new england and i attended johnson and wales culinary school uh which is where i then met my husband now Craig, who is my business partner over at Ledgeview, kind of worked our way through the ranks. I ended up in front of the house. He worked his way up through chefing, 
that mm-hmm. side of the hospitality spectrum, uh, both in hotels. And then, oh gosh, we moved around quite a bit, ended up in Boston for 10 years, hence the Red Sox hat. And uh, I don't know, after we'd been out there for a while, he's like, you know what? I just, I kind of want to do my own thing. He'd been, I'd gotten a homebrew kit for a hobby and he was doing well with it. He'd won some awards, some uh, Best of Boston homebrew awards. So we're like, yeah, kid, you're pretty good at this. So he, um, he's like, yeah, I just want to brew beer and cook barbecue and just kind of do my own thing, be my own boss. And I'm like, well, honey, that's not going to happen here in Boston. We don't, I don't have a billion dollars sitting in my back pocket. We don't have investors. That's not going to, it's not going to happen. So I'm on the phone with a friend of mine from Goshen and we're just, you know, the typical chit chat. How's the husband and the kids? How's this? And I said, yeah, Craig said this thing about wanting to cook barbecue and brew beer. She's like, you're not going to believe it, but what you just described is for sale in Warsaw. (laughs) These two guys were doing it. Fortuitous. Um, Yeah. It's, it's crazy. She, She said these two guys were doing it. Um, they stopped the buildings for sale. You should look into it. And we did. Now, granted, this was the summer of 2019. Mm-hmm. So great timing. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> Fantastic mean, timing. Anybody who wants to start a business where the sun is <laughs> shining, the, go. the sky's blue, like everything's <laughs> perfect. Let's go, let's go start a business in, um, in, you know, 2019. So we look into it. It's legit. We put our offer down in the fall. We get, um, you know, earnest money down, papers are signed around the holidays, you know, holidays kind of slowed us down a bit. And then here comes spring 2020. And we all know mm-hmm. what yep. happened. Yeah. But in the end, you know, Craig and I, we were going to leave our jobs anyway. Well, we lost our jobs. We're like, well, let's just look at this as an opportunity to get ready. And we took that time, got ready, sold our house, bought, moved here, bought a house, you know, bought the brewery and just started remodeling. And we opened December 9th, 2020. In the middle of a pandemic. Fantastic. So there's a lot there's a lot going on with this journey. So Yeah, there's a lot to unpack. Yeah. So uh, you had mentioned what's the culinary school? I went to Johnson and Wales University in Providence, Rhode okay. Island. Okay, is that a I, I am not. This is way outside my wheelhouse. You've heard of Emeril Lagasse. Yes. He went to school there. Okay, so there's there's some credentialing uh, you got some. You got some street cred just from the credentials of the college. Just from there. Well, went there um, and then uh, worked for Western Providence for four years for the the Starwood Company that's now been absorbed by Marriott. Worked for Marriott for quite some time. Worked for Fairmont. If you've ever heard of Fairmont Hotels. Yeah. Yeah. By the time I got out to Boston, I started working for Meandern Oriental. So now we're talking like. She, she, five star, five diamond, like on the same level of say like a Four Seasons or an Intercontinental Ritz, like that level. Gotcha. I met, uh, I met, uh, 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 who's the uh, famous hockey player? Uh, most famous. The most Wayne famous Gretzky? hockey player? Gretzky? Yeah. Uh, Wayne Gretzky at a Ritz in the lobby. Oh, nice. Yeah. I don't know why I plugged that. I was just going to say, name drop left field. Yeah. Right. And I couldn't even remember his name. And I actually didn't even meet him. The guy I was with, his kid was a super fan so he went over and it's a whole story but anyway right, so Craig this is got to be Bobby Orr, so the that's, podcast. that's we can't get back that's right <laughs> thanks Judge. yeah we actually <laughs> have do a, my part do my part <laughs> we actually have a signed we have an autographed picture of Bobby Orr at our bar and uh, one day we're after we'd been open for a while this guy came in he was he was in his like um country western shooting gear because there had been a SAS competition in Etna Green yep and he came in and he's all decked out and he looks at the picture he goes why do you have a picture of my dad at your bar? And my eyes get as big as dinner plates, and I said, you're Bobby Orr's son? And he goes, no, 
I'm Picard's son. Picard was the guy. You know the famous picture of Bobby Orr? They just won the Stanley Cup. He jumps up and he falls. What well, was Picard, the guy that played for, I think, the St. Louis Blues, took his hockey stick and swept under his legs so that he fell. He's the one that made him go horizontal. <laughs> yeah, horizontal. Um, he goes, no, my dad's Picard. And he told us the whole story about what happened at that moment. But that was pretty cool. Like, in, the, in Warsaw, Indiana, in Kosciuszko County. You, you know, it does, it, it adds something to the bar when you have that. Right yeah. when you when you can build a story around something, right? And the microbrew story is a great. I mean, that's just um, your husband having a passion, winning the awards, you know, and kind of building that story. But having those like framed pictures on the wall where you should tell sure. the story. And it was yeah. so random, like yeah. <laughs> it's so random. Very cool. Okay, so so you got some street cred now. Warsaw, in particular, in Cade County, Warsaw um, has some fine eateries that you wouldn't expect to be here right you got yeah. some people who've got like some skills with the mm -hmm. with the food craft mm -hmm. um, and so it's good to have another one of those people here did you have an, have you had an opportunity to kind of sample the different cuisines around town we're pretty busy Okay. Um, we originally did have a reservation over here for our anniversary over You're at pointing 110. pointing towards 110? At 110. Okay. Um, and we were really looking forward to it. Unfortunately, uh, we had to cancel. Um, so hopefully we'll make it back soon. But it's, it's tough to coordinate my staff and this and for Craig and I both to be out of the restaurant on a semi-busy day. Yeah. So we will make that happen again. Um, we have made it to Noah Noah Spikes. Okay. Um, really enjoyed Noah Noah Spikes. Um, made it to Cerulean. Enjoy Cerulean. Um, one ten still on the list, though. It's we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. But it is great. And then the and then um, some of the food trucks around here. Are, sure, yeah. Artisanal right. food trucks. Uh, Shawnigan's. That's a great example of some great. There's some great food here in K County that you'd be like, what? Yeah, it's here. So let's talk a little bit about Ledgeview, and because barbecue is a weakness. <laughs> in this part of the country, let, let's, for sure. For, you know, let, let's yeah. be honest. So I, I spent 13 years out in, in Wichita, Kansas, and then and then moved back. You know, there's a hog wild pit barbecue and barbecue restaurants. I don't want to say on every corner, but there's a lot of them out there. But when you talk barbecue, there's so many different styles. You've got Kansas City barbecue, you've got Memphis barbecue, you've got all. So talk about Ledgeview and your husband as he's created your signature style certainly what kind of barbecue style are we talking that encapsulates Ledgeview that's th that's hard to pin down because I can't say we're Kansas City I can't say we're Memphis style um I would honestly I'd like to think that we're creating an Indiana style of barbecue awesome to be quite honest we have thing we have a style that no one else is doing right now um, from the way we break down our meat to the way we treat our food, um, the barbecue sauces on the table. We have, we have a citrus barbecue sauce and people come in, they're like, I've never seen this ever. And then they try it. They're like, that is, that is amazing. Where did you come up with that? I'm like, and I point to Craig. I'm like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what we do is, is very unique. I also let people know we're a 95% scratch kitchen. There's only a handful of things on those that menu that we don't make. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we don't make our buns because we don't have a bakery. Uh, anything that almost anything that goes in the fryer, like the kids' chicken fingers and the French fries, stuff like that. But we make our own sauces. We make our own brines that we brine our meat in. We we make our own dressing for the salad. We're making we're making that slaw. We're making that potato salad. We're cutting those potatoes. We're we're shredding that slaw. We're making that dressing for that coleslaw. So we're doing. A little something we're doing all these little things that we do make a big difference and I think really 
set us set us off the map when it comes to what people expect when they go to your typical barbecue joint. Yeah, as somebody who's eaten there a lot, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I wouldn't say a lot. <laughs> I don't want you guys to think that I'm like, no, it's okay. Pig, I, but I'm I am there, a pig. I'm there every day. I'm fine if you want. Abby knows you on a first okay. name basis. So <laughs> food is, I had to introduce myself. You didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it is phenomenal. What you guys do is phenomenal. It is really good food. Thank you. Yeah. Thank so you very much. You mentioned when in your husband, when Craig got started with focusing on the homebrew and winning awards there. There's a lot of barbecue competitions. Do you guys find time to enter any of this scratch I was going to ask that too, your yeah. Sauces, Not... uh, trying to build reputation uh, for Or even, even doing like, because I know sometimes they'll do like the thing around the block here. Right, yeah. Yes. You put out a, you know, whatever food thing to kind of just showcase your... Your food? We have not yet. Okay. We haven't yet. Um, as I'm sure, you know, as everyone knows with uh, the current status of the economy, finding workers, you know, finding help is hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, right. We have a great team at the brewery, at, in the restaurant side and the brewery side, um, but we still, we can we can satellite ourselves out at maybe one, one thing while maintaining the restaurant at the same time. Yeah. So finding the time... And, and the manpower to just man a tent and give out samples while the food truck's over here and maybe Craig's doing a beer tent over here. And then ma- meanwhile, the shop's open. Have you just, this is, I don't know why this popped into my head. This oh, is, this, this show apparently is going to be Jody digressing. It's, it's off the rails. <laughs> Jody's okay. going to keep digressing. Have you talked to the Kedco crew about their job posting thing? They've got a whole job posting thing. No, I have not. Yeah, maybe after this we can. I'll introduce you to Katie. That would be great. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we also do. Uh, we have done more beer competitions. Right. I, I should say that we've done. I wouldn't say even competitions though. More of the beer festivals. So mm-hmm. we're almost always at Brood in the. We've been at Brood in the Fort for the past two years. Uh, we were just at Michiana Festival of Beers up at uh, Four Winds Field in South Bend. We've done the Ice Fest mm-hmm. in Michigan City. That was cold. <laughs> Um, bring a jacket. Um, and we we did Crown Point at one point. Uh, we did that last year, I do believe. So we tend to do more of those. Haven't really done the barbecue competitions yet. Yeah. So that does make a good segue, though, because it, this is two-pronged. You've got the, you got the dining room, but now let, let's shift gears into the brewery. Uh, home brews are a passion of a lot of guys, are hobbies of a lot of guys, mm-hmm. but... but why make a business of it? Well, and it, yeah. how make a business of it in an area that you know what we're starting to see a lot of these microbrews pop up in a lot. You're in a busy space in yeah, northern yes. Indiana. Yeah, I mean, just Michigan. you got uh, Hoplur over here. Have you met with Stefan? Yep. Have you guys talked yep. with Stefan? Craig, Craig and I know Stefan. Right on, right on. He's uh, he's on my other podcast, by the way. Check out Freedom <laughs> Cats for anybody who's listening. And then we've got. Uh, <laughs> Am I allowed to do that? I don't even know. You know what? It doesn't matter. You just did it. And I'm not editing. You know, Ryan's absolutely right. I mean, we've got, it's a close community. You've got people who are all trying to make a go of it, Mm -hmm. right? And somebody who's kind of got an established business can tell you, hey, these competitions are good for recognition. These types of venues, like the local venues, are like the, the, what is it? Winona Lake Festival kind Mm -hmm. of things, like the bike fests and Mm -hmm. stuff. Uh People put their brews down there and just to get the name out because a lot of people attend those types of events we actually did have um so we were at fat skinny with our food truck this oh, last, right on. this last may um and then day because it's a th- two-day event day two day one they had a major beer tent uh we weren't we weren't part of that we did the food truck but the second day we did the we did the beer tent um that was over on canal street and that was that was a lot of fun 
Fantastic. And actually, this weekend we're going to be out there too. I don't know when this is going to air, but um, this well, so, so do you guys? You guys brew. Where do you get your hops? Where do you get? I think this is probably where you were going. Where do you get your hops and your ingredients? So right now everything is. Uh, Craig has a purveyor. He has two that he uses. Um, the names escape me. I know one is a country malt group. Um, the other one, I can't think of at the moment. Are they local? Not oh. yet. Okay. Oh, well, actually, I take that back. Um, we make one beer called Hoplips Houlihan that uses fresh local hops. Now, hops are harvested in August, yeah. so this beer can only come out once one a year, year because these are fresh, fresh hops. If you wait any longer, they, they, they dry out, they go moldy, you know, whatever. So those hops come in. Craig literally brews that day, and it takes eight. The process is at least eight hours. So if those hops come in at two o'clock and two o'clock in the afternoon, if his water's not ready, you got to get the water right. He might be there till ten, eleven at night, maybe one in the morning, brewing beer because he has to use those hops right away. We have done that. Uh, we had a hop farmer last year from Oswego. We used a up in Michigan. Uh, no, over here Oswego, like north northeast of town. Oh, Leesburg, Oswego. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So what, what was I thinking? Dude, where are you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where my brain is today. And I forget who he used this year. But well, um, we're gonna well, we're gonna put in our uh, our lodge uh, for the squirrel. <laughs> 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 yeah. But yeah, so we have we have the hot pull-ups cool hands specifically, and then our uh, brown ale, the squirrel stew. I don't know if you've had that. We finish that with a maple syrup that comes from uh, Beechley Sugarbush over in Claypool. Oh, fantastic! So when we can, we try do try to use local ingredients. Yeah. Absolutely. Good deal. All right, so let, let's 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 bounce out. That, that's we've spent half the podcast now on the business. Let's talk about Abby and Craig. <laughs> so quite the story uh, here to Boston and back. A few stops. Why in come? Why come back? Not just because the building was for sale, but but what was what was drawing you back to this? The area? impetus to come back was uh, probably a combination of family. Mm-hmm. I mean, being from Goshen. And friends, uh, community, um, no, and then also, I mean, obviously, all of my friends and family are either in Goshen, Indianapolis, Bloomington. That's kind of my networks, and some in the region, Valparaiso area. Um, Warsaw, for us, was about the community and being just how how close knit everything was and coming back to that small town feel yet I don't know if you guys uh, living in Goshen I always felt like Warsaw was a bit more metro just a touch more metropolitan than than Goshen wow that's was. the first time I, I, I was going to say that. I would have flipped that because I'm a new Paris kid okay so, so southern Elkhart County of course but yeah I would have flipped it the other way oh uh, well grow, I, especially growing up you know Kosciuszko County was the county with no code and <laughs> things like that. So I would have flipped it. Well, Goshen, I think Goshen itself, and I know we're, ta- we're talking about Kosciuszko Which, which is kind of ironic given the speedway. Right. right. <laughs> Sorry, Go- Dad. No, no, it's okay. I feel like Goshen has kind of flipped that a little bit now. I think Goshen, especially with their first Fridays and the, th- mm-hmm. and the, the programs that they've been doing up there, um, they've actually done a great job of revitalizing their their downtown in their area. Yeah, but um, we can't talk about that. This is a clearly Kosciuszko podcast. Exactly. Come on. <laughs> cut that. Cut that. Like, <laughs> well, Kelly J's did move out of Goshen. I'm just saying. <laughs> but but I knew I knew when we came back, um, I knew that we wanted to be here. I yeah. knew we wanted to be in Kosciuszko County because yeah. we wanted to be where the li- we wanted to be around the lakes and the nature and just a, just a touch more quiet, but yet still have that access to what we would want for living. Although, if I could put in a little plug, if, Here we go. A, 
a little suggestion. Target. Can we get a, I just want a Target. That's all I want. Can I get a Target? At least she didn't say Chick-fil-A. <laughs> but, I mean, that would make sense since they're in the restaurant business anyway. They yeah, are. right. That's yeah. competition. Right? <laughs> but uh, springboarding off of that a little bit, because coming from Boston, and, and it wasn't lost on me that you, you mentioned just at the top, you know, wanting to split off, do your own thing, mm-hmm. but in Boston, not having open checkbook, not having oh investors. Lord. Describe the business climate here for starting said business versus if you wanted to even consider doing that in, in a place like Boston or Providence or somewhere. You almost can't. You, you almost can't do it in New England. And don't get me wrong. I lived there for over 10, a little over 10, probably combined definitely over 10 years. Loved it out there. It's so much fun. You have access to so many things. It is so incredibly expensive. Um, cost of living is insanely high and I think anyone that lives out there now or has our transplant that's come here their eyes just kind of open I'm like oh my gosh look what look what I can do here as compared to what I can do there so yeah when when the idea came up that was the, <laughs> the first thing I saw was were dollar signs and not in the good way right um and I we had always joked around that you know when we were it was time to retire, we're going back to Indiana because there's no way, even with the, I mean, I don't know how deep a dive you want to get into this, but property tax alone out there, um, even if we'd paid off our house, I still would have been paying over $800 a month in property tax. A month. So I know this is not the exciting stuff. And no, if you- no. It's, <laughs> the reason why there's no comments here is because that, that, that kind of number is staggering. But it does foster the business climate back here, which yes. is part of what this is 100%. all about, too. 100%. Yeah, Indi- Indiana, um, Governor Holcomb, whoever, or Mitch Daniels, whoever you want to say did it, um, Indiana is very friendly to business, small business, people like Craig and I who are looking to bring their idea and watch it grow in a very, I don't want to say safe financial environment because there's always risk, mm-hmm. um, but definitely a bit safer. And that was, that was definitely an, uh, one of the, uh, one of our sticking points, one of my sticking points out of the two of us, Craig's the creative. I'm the nerd. <laughs> I'm, I'm the, I'm, I'm the nerd who's always watching the money and the, num- the numbers. And I find it interesting. I find it uh, fascinating, but I'm also, you know, if I'm going to take a risk, I'm going to take a calculated risk. And I knew that doing it out here would be much more fruitful and beneficial than, I mean, out there it wasn't even possible. Okay, so uh, when did you guys move here? Uh, we moved here the summer of 2020. You moved here the summer of 2020. Is it just you two or do you have kids? Uh, we have two little girls. Okay. Um, are they in school? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about what they, what kind of impression you're getting from your kids' school, getting them in plugged into the community? Um, actually, okay. <laughs> my, my youngest, super easy. She'd come in here. She's, she's your best friend. She's your best friend. She's never met you, which is good and scary <laughs> as a parent all at the same time. My oldest is a bit more cautious. Um, she, was a, she was a tougher sell. When, <laughs> when we told her we were moving out here, she was super excited. But then when, uh, you know, first day of school, uh, came back, it was a little rough. Like, I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody. It took a couple weeks, but... So then she's like, oh, this person likes what I like, and this person likes what I like. And, you know, actually, these people are really easy to talk to, and everyone's so friendly. So it it didn't take long. It didn't take long at all. Uh, my oldest is involved in um, the Warsaw Aquatic Club 
now. She's a she's a swimmer. She's a very strong swimmer. Um, my youngest, she's my 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 mom calls her a little rah rah. So she's the one that wants to be a cheerleader. She wants the you know she she likes to come up with rhymes and she she she's my dancer. But then she sees what her big sister's doing. She's like, I want to swim too. So we'll probably get her involved somehow as well. But they're yeah they're really enjoying it and they've made friends and they're they're in their niche now. It's really good. Fantastic. So business owners, it's uh, it's hard. To, I mean, if you ha- can't find time to get to 110 for an anniversary dinner, you know, uh, time is tight. But what do, what do you like to do as you guys unwind? What in the county in the two-ish years now that you've been here, what have you been able to explore? What have you been able to do? And what would you say as a highlight to somebody to check out if – somebody in your shoes is considering a move here this direction? Sure. Uh, I find that we tend to spend a lot of our free time in the village of Winona. Um, I, they have some great, you know, it always, for me, it always comes back to food, right? <laughs> they have some great dining. Um, Light Rail mm-hmm. uh, Cafe is definitely a point on the map for us. My kids adore their pizza. <laughs> I can't, I can't get out of Winona without buying at least one pizza. For, at least, that's one. It's usually two at, at Light Rail and then jumping across the street and getting ice cream at Kalani's. Like, there's no way I can get out of Winona with my kids without doing both of those things. Um, might I suggest going now because with the road situation with the roundabout, you might have a slightly better chance at getting out of Winona without <laughs> it because you have to drive different ways. That's true. Um, <laughs> well, we live, we live south of town, so we have our little, we have our little way to get there. Um, but, uh, and then the bike path, mm-hmm. um, which then we can just forego the roads altogether. We live south of town, so we are able to, um, get onto the bike path there at the southernmost, I forget the name of the road that's down there, um, but it's in that little neighborhood. Mm-hmm. We tend to park there and take the, uh, take the bike path in. And, uh, I don't know if, how many times you guys have been on that bike path. You know, there's the, the wooden bridge that kind of takes you off to the athletic fields. Mm-hmm. Every time my kids are like, mom, can we go on the bridge? Yeah. Yeah. We'll do it on our way back. And then on the way back, mom, can we go on the bridge? No, we're, we're, we can't. We're running out of time. <laughs> we spent way too much time at Kalani's and light rail. So, um, and, and of course there's the, uh, the, the splash pad too. Mm-hmm. They yeah. love the splash pad. Um, the, the lake, the access to the lake there, the swimming area, and of course the playground. So yeah, there isn't. We're usually there about, gosh, at least once a week. Wow. Maybe awesome. once every two. I mean, quite a bit. Um, and then, I don't know. There's, I think there's a reason why my favorite color is green. Because when you're here in the summer and everything is just so lush and full, I, honestly, I like to just drive around. And I know that sounds crazy, but remember the, whole, remember the a lazy Sunday drive? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do there's people a reason do that, that anymore? We I know. Do. I find myself doing that every once in a while. No, we, we, we do it from time to time. Yeah. I mean, I know gas is, it is what it is, but there's, you know, go somewhere, just sit down. This place is, it's beautiful here. Yeah. It's absolutely beautiful. And I mean, and it's not just Winona. I mean, here in Warsaw, yeah, we have Center and we also have Pike, but you have the Barbie chain. You've got, you know, Syracuse and Wawasee and, and there's some great things over there too. Mm-hmm. I mean, man caves over there. I mean, there, there's an, another, more brewing over there. Um, yeah. Hop Warren Leesburg. Who would have thought? Growing up in Goshen, finding out that there's this this amazing brewery in Leesburg, Indiana. That when I was growing up, Leesburg is where you took your deer to go get it dressed mm-hmm. and taken care of. And you, that like you didn't go there to a brewery. So everything is just everything is. It's just amazing how everything is building up. And all right, so let's pivot it back around then to to, to Ledgeview. Um, if you were to tell somebody 
you have to get this. You're, you're coming to Ledgeview. It's first time or whatever. What's the signature? What's the go-to must-have at Ledgeview, in your opinion, as an owner? Oh, gosh. Uh, it would be probably the sweet potato nachos, okay. which people come in and they, what is that? Um, and then I describe it to them. It's a sweet potato waffle fry that we've seasoned with our own chipotle cinnamon seasoning. And then um, we top it with our house-made case, spicy queso, our pulled pork, fresh tomato, fresh green onion, um, pickled peppers that we pickle, jalapenos and fresno peppers that we pickle ourselves, sour cream. And you eat it. You eat them, these sweet potato fries, like you would nachos. They were created quite by accident. <laughs> which I have found the things on our menu that people are like, what? That's, they, they just come about organically. It's usually Craig messing around in the kitchen like, nah, 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 nah. Oh, okay, try this. And we were working one day. We had just opened. Uh, we, when we first opened in December of 2020, we were to go only because mm -hmm. we didn't know what was going to happen sure, with right. the pandemic. And we were just kind of, we I think we were still painting and doing a few things here and there. Cut, customers are coming and going with their orders. And uh, Craig thought, oh, these guys are hungry. I'll set this down. And it was the sweet potato, what is now the sweet potato nachos. And everyone said, oh, my gosh, Craig, you have to put this on the menu. This, this is amazing. Oh, no, no, I'm just messing around. I said, no, um, I'm the other half of Ledge you. you are putting this on the menu, and you don't have a choice anymore. Boom, done. <laughs> so I would definitely say the sweet potato nachos. Um, the little piggy burger is a very similar story as well. Um, he was messing around in the kitchen and he was just kind of like, let's do a little bit of this and a little bit of that and stick a knife in it. And that has become probably our signature burger. I really have two burgers right now, but that one kind of just takes it to the next level. It's burger, a blend of four cheeses, lettuce, tomato, but then we've got the pulled pork on top, the sweet barbecue that we make, house-made onion straws, um, it put a bun on it. At first, we're like, that's going to topple over. Steak knife, right through the middle. <laughs> we have cooks that are like, can I do the knife? <laughs> right before it goes out. Awesome. And and you have, uh, would you call it, I mean, you mentioned the, the fresh hops brew, but you do seasonal brews or is there ones that you have on tap and you're ready for the entire year? So uh, how does the brewery work in terms of what you move through the brewery? Yeah, so we have we have a few staples. Um, our APA, our Simplicity is always on the menu. The Triple T, Irish Red is always on the menu. Squirrel Stew. Um, but then our stout will change. We do the Dark Ledge Stout pretty much starting in March when, it, when the snow's kind of melting and then move that into the fall. And then when we hit winter, that's when we bump up the spice content on our dark ledge and then that becomes the winter stout so you're going to catch a bit more cinnamon nutmeg allspice in the winter stout um we also this is our first year doing an oktoberfest mm -hmm. uh martin style uh, lager which went over very well um we hadn't even told anybody about it it went on tap on a friday we blew through that first keg before sunday was over so and that's without telling anybody that was just people coming in and saying hey you want to try the Oktoberfest sure can I get can I get another can I get one can I get one so that that's one of our seasonal ones that we'll definitely be bringing back next year um the hop lips I mentioned um after this goes we do basically the same brew but with dry hops and that one's called uh lawn darts and blindfolds um Craig's thinking about creating another one called uh horseshoes and hand grenades but we'll see what happens with that's that a good name I like, I like that it. yeah <laughs> um and then we have our blender bender series 
which is our sour series. Um, I think people are always like, oh, it's sour. No, it's, it's sour beers aren't necessarily sour. It's a soured Berliner Weiss base that we then add fruit to. So during the winter, we kind of want people to feel like it's not cold outside. So we do what we call the uh, pineapple cream pie, which is, it's infused with, um, I wouldn't say infused, but it's, we put in pineapple, coconut, vanilla. And then when spring came around, we did our, what we call the strawberry lemon gelato. So fresh strawberries, lemon, again, vanilla bean, a little bit of lacto to give it that, a slight, you know, I don't want to call it a milkshakey feel. We don't really do milkshake the milkshake beers. And then when midsummer, late summer comes around, that's when we do the uh, cherry limeade. We run that out in the fall. We're still, so we're still running that out. Uh, and when that's gone, what Craig is currently fermenting and should be coming out pretty soon is what we call our Bain of Ichabod, which is a white stout with smoked pumpkin. Sounds like it's something for everyone. Because when I'm hearing that, you've got your, yeah. I don't want to say hardcore, but you're just your standard brew Like person, your staples. And then you have the, the fruity stuff that may uh, may appeal to others or across the spectrum. So yeah. it's nice broadening, to hear that. Yeah, broadening the palate. Exactly. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we do. So we do what I, the way I have used, used beers, the way Craig and I view our beers is uh, we have a little something for everyone. And they're pretty, tra- and most of them are pretty traditional. Mm-hmm. So you come in, you're looking for your typical American Pilsner lager. Um, that's our Lake City lager. Right now, we've swapped it out for the for the Oktoberfest mm-hmm. because here's a little bit of little bit of beer beer knowledge. Lagers take a long time to ferment. Mm-hmm. They can take anywhere from six weeks to six months. Mm-hmm. So the turnaround time is a lot slower on a lager than it would be on an ale. We can pump an ale out in two to four weeks if we really really blast it. Um, so while the Oktoberfest is going right now, the Lake City Lager, it's fermenting, might not be ready for another six weeks. We might have, we might have a, a gap. We, that's what we try to avoid, but it's hard. I mean, think about the, like somebody makes whiskey. Yeah. You just made your distillate. Now you got to wait. How long do you have to wait for a whiskey to get ready? I mean, yeah, right. Yeah. So beer, thankfully we're not talking years, we're talking weeks, but, um, so we always, like, we have the Lake City Lager for that. We have the APA, all the other ales. But then, yeah, the seasonal one-offs. You're and the ta- sour beers are great for our cider drink. And the sour beers are great for our cider drinkers. You were talking about needing some help. What kind of help are you guys looking mm-hmm. for? Mm-hmm. Um, we could always use, uh, we're looking for strong kitchen help. And I think not only would we say this, but I think any restaurant in town um, would say the same thing. That is, it's a talent pool that it, it's a it's a hard talent pool to tap into. Is that what are you talking talking like sous chef chef kind of stuff? Um, actually, that because of what we do, we don't need to be. We don't. We're not at that level. Yeah. Yet, um, I'm sure Craig would love to have someone at that level. Um, but what we have found is a great resource is the uh, the Blue Apron program here at the high school. Okay. Um, part of the career the career center there. Um, we have, geesh. I have two workers. I had four. Two, one went off to co- two went off to college. One uh, is now doing her own thing, and one has stayed with us from the Blue Apron. That have been very instrumental yeah. in what we've done over at Ledgeview. So that's been a nice little program. Having talk, we we, uh, we had uh, a couple other people who were um, uh, owners of you know different food. Uh, businesses mm-hmm. locally and they were talking about and i know i, re- I remember this um prior to the pandemic a handful of years um them coordinating to develop kind of a talent pool uh, like nurture 
servers mm. and bartenders and and the the cook type yep. talent. That'd be nice. Um, and I know they were like bouncing around. I would see like a bartender at like three different bars, just depending on where. Mm-hmm. where well, that's also the nature of the industry too, because yeah. and that's not just a that's not just a Warsaw thing. That's a trust me, that's a Boston thing. That's a New York thing. That's a Chicago thing. That's an every that's an industry thing. So is that is that something where the it's like an intentional craft of of uh, almost like it, intentionally building an apprenticeship program for those different skill sets? Um, well, a pre- a pre- if you were to do something like that, absolutely. That what we found. A, a sh- let's use chefs as an example. Yeah. A chef that stays at the same place forever and ever, amen, probably won't be as skilled as a chef who, well, I worked here for four or five years, and then I went here and worked yeah. for four or five years, or I was here for two or three years, or maybe I was only here for one. Everywhere you go, you learn a new skill set. Um, I can guarantee you a chef that works for 110 is going to learn something completely different from Craig over at Ledgeview, who's going to learn something completely different from Sean at Seananigans, who's going to learn something completely different from, you know, Cerulean. So no matter where you're going to do different things, because we all do different things. Jason's doing completely different stuff over at 110 than we're doing over at Ledgeview. And it's just, and that's the nature of the beast. I mean, even Craig, after we got married in 07, uh, you know, we moved around quite a bit. We left Providence and went to Wisconsin. And we were there for, gosh, a little under a year. And then we were in Chicago. And then we left Chicago and we were in St. Louis. And then we left St. Louis and we went back to Boston. And then in, even in Boston, he wasn't at the same hotel the entire time we were there. So you want you want someone who's been around. But doesn't that make the business, running the business part of it, so let's tap into the nerdery again here. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't that make the business part of it exceptionally difficult to work through knowing that it's just the nature of the beast that you're going to have somebody on staff for maybe a year or two yeah max absolutely and this is what this is what keeps me up at night (laughs) you you're you've hit the nail right on the head Yeah. yeah it's difficult it's challenging but you know it's funny things just kind of work out for the most part we've been you know knock on wood we've been very lucky okay are you guys looking for somebody at the ground level so that you can help them grow? Or are you looking for somebody who's got a year or two of experience? We're looking for someone that has a, probably a year under their belt. Okay. Um, and I'm not, and not even in an intense kitchen environment. Um, but you also, you know, we, we need people who are attention, have a great attention to detail, uh, people who are um, driven by goal, 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 I can't speak today, goal-oriented, and are driven to do the, you know, have that great quality product and be proud of it. Um, one of the things we do at our restaurant is people leave us tips. Mm-hmm. But I, as you know, you've been there. We don't have servers. Right. So everyone in our restaurant is part of the tip pool. Okay. Everyone. The cooks, the, the people in the brewery, the dishwasher, the, the person running your food, the bartender, the cashier. Everyone is part of that tip pool. That's also why we pay more an hour than most restaurants do, because you know everyone comes in and uh, and I'll just say it: when you come into Ledgeview as a restaurant worker, you're making ten dollars an hour, which is great for a mom and pop restaurant. Well, then you're part of a tip pool too. I mean, how many cooks can say they get tipped out at the end of the night? Yeah, right. They can't. Right. Most of them can anyway. Right. So that's how not only do we maintain our staff, but that's also how we maintain our quality as well. Because everyone at that restaurant knows, hey, if I wash this dish and it's clean 
and 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 people are like, wow, Ledgy. I know when I go there that everything's clean. It's it's spotless. It's it's sanitary. Things are good. They're going to be happy. They're going to come back. The food is great. I'm going to come back. This is great food. This is great service. Everyone benefits from working that way. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Well, it's been an education here so far. We are reaching the end of our time, but we cannot let you go, Abby, without asking what we term the signature question. And, and Mr. Claypool, will you ask the signature question as always? So this is the Clearly Kosciuszko podcast. Sure. Okay, so it's got the word clearly embedded in the name. And so what we like to ask people is, what does Clearly Kosciuszko mean to you? Huh. I would think, well, two. One, obviously, clearly, you're going to come to Kosciuszko County and tap into whatever we have to offer here. Um, like, there's no, there's no question about it. You want to come down here, and you want to see what we have. Um, and then also transparency. What you see is also what you get. Um, there's, no, there's no muss. There's no fuss. We've got we have wonderful restaurants, wonderful parks and rec, wonderful events going on. It's, you know, we're not, yeah, I wouldn't say sugarcoat isn't the right word. We don't, we don't dress it up and make it super fancy. It doesn't need to be dressed up because it, it's already, it's already fun and it's already, it's already where you want to be. Good right. answer. Fantastic. Good answer. One, that's one we haven't heard before. That's, that's right. I like that, that. that was a good one. Uh, Abby, as we wind down, uh, parting shots for legend. Oh, Hours when you're open? Uh, do you do corporate events? Blah blah blah. Just give us the final primer. On sure, my, my 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 push. <laughs> uh, so we're only closed two days a week. We're closed Mondays and Tuesdays, okay. um, which kind of sets us apart. We're one of the few mom and pop restaurants that are open on Sundays mm-hmm. here in Warsaw. Um, Wednesday through Saturday, we're open. We're open eleven to nine, and on Sundays, we're open eleven to eight. We have our food truck, the Legendary Roadster, which is always available for catering and for events. Uh, we also have um, we also cater out of the restaurant. Whether you want us to come to you, we have we can you can pick it up, we can drop it off, we can do a full cater where I bring my staff and we take care of it right then and there. Um, we also can do buyouts of the restaurant. So if you wanted to come in and have your corporate event at our restaurant, that is another thing we can do for you. I, yeah, I think uh, I think uh, one of the companies I work for did that uh, earlier this year. Maybe not buy it out, but we we got a big chunk of it uh, before. I know Ketco did the uh, they did the thing out in the yard. Yep, and that's another. We have a really wonderful patio outside that you can also rent out as well if you wanted that to be a pri- yeah. private just for you. We've done I've done um, rehearsal dinners out there. I've done. Um, Engagement parties, graduation parties. I've done it, so, and yeah. Kedco. Yeah, we hosted Kedco. So, yeah, we 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 can do it. Beer tents too, because don't forget we have we have beer. <laughs> All right, and uh, website website www.ledgeviewbrewing.com. All right, we're check also it out. also Facebook and Instagram. It, uh, you know what? There's somebody else that wasn't banned from Instagram. Jody, what uh, what give? I don't know. I still can't get on there. I can't figure that one out. Huh? <laughs> All right. Well, you clearly did something wrong at some point. But uh, anybody, anyway, uh, Abby, thanks for swinging by today and chatting about Ledgeview. No Interesting story. I don't think we've had somebody that's hopped around quite this much on the podcast to this point. No, now. it's good. I'm glad most of the people that we've talked to from at least the, the food mm-hmm. service business were people who are originally from here. Correct. And so now we've got somebody who's, you were 
originally from here, but you went out, got some street cred. Yeah. In uh, some of the other places, spent some time over on the East Coast, which is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Not, not a name dropping. I knew we were in trouble when she was first dropping names, names of schools that I don't even know. Yeah. Well, you know. well Emerald Lagasse, I mean. Yeah. Well, I didn't meet Emerald. I did actually get to work for Chef Daniel Ballou, though. I worked for him for four years. So that was a lot of fun. And that was a great learning experience. You know what we should do? The podcast is over, I know. But you know what we should do? <laughs> you know, it's because we mentioned 110. We mentioned Noah Noah. We've got the food trucks. Warsaw, Kosciuszko County needs to host an Iron Chef Kosciuszko County edition. 100%. All these guys come in. Oh, and absolutely. It, and, and, it's, and it's a summer, it's a summer series. Because there's more than you can fit on, because Iron Chef, it's one-on-one, right? Yeah. So you just need to build this bracket, and it's an Iron Chef, and, yeah. and invite all these guys to come. And this could be, we could build out the uh, the Clearly Costco podcast as commentators to the Iron exactly. Chef. Exactly. Yeah, Cake County Iron Chef. Okay, yeah. who's Alton Brown? Just, I got to know, who's Alton Brown? I, I'm assuming that's one of the judges. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> I, I, I'd probably cover that. Okay. He'd be the man on the floor. So we, we, we <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you're but, definitely Elton Brown. <laughs> but but any, in any case, you know, we should explore that. We need to let's get talking with Alan afterwards. Oh, that's a no brainer. Yeah, it's, it's just it consider it done. We're going to start this. All right, we're done. That'd anyway, be we're there. Not that we need anything more to do, but that's a great idea. <laughs> I'm glad I came up with it. All right, Abby, thanks for showing up here <laughs> hey, today. Hey, thanks Appreciate for having it. me, guys. This All is right, great. Jody, as always, great to host with you again. Next Clearly Kosciuszko podcast comes out in two weeks. So look for it in all of the usual podcast locations. Until then, stay safe, stay happy, stay sunny. I'm Ryan Martin. He's Jody Claypool. This is the Clearly Kosciuszko podcast. Clearly Kosciuszko is a countywide voice created in partnership between the Lilly Center for Lakes and Streams, Kosciuszko County Convention and Visitors Bureau, Kosciuszko Chamber of Commerce, and the Kosciuszko Economic Development Corporation. If you're seeking a day trip or a weekend getaway, a place to start your business, or a flexible location for a corporate conference, Clearly, Kosciuszko will connect residents and visitors with the right resource throughout the county. Thanks for listening.